0: What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if. You were searching for me across the interwebs. And I want to keep it real just for a minute. I want to go into something stupid that literally just happened like 30 seconds ago. It wasn't that long ago. But basically what I've been doing since the whole thing that has been going on during 2020 and 2021. I've been growing out my hair and beard. My beard has been grown out for a while. But my hair I've been growing out, right? Okay, so this is where the stupidity comes in. I just somehow flicked a moustache hair. Into and poke myself in the eye. That was something that just happened right about now. I just want you to laugh along with me because it is like the stupidest thing I've ever done. But like, I've let my mustache get a little bit long on the sides and it's got these long, wispy bits, and they just for some reason decided that it was gonna poke myself in the eye, and it just happened. It's just one of those things that happened, and as usual, Typical podcaster, I had to come and speak about this type of thing. I don't know why, I just had to talk about my misfortunes of beard grooming and how that can be painful sometimes, because apparently it is. You can poke yourself in the eye, yo, be careful. Be careful of your eyes, okay? Anyway, let's get into what I've been playing slash watching because it's been a busy week and I've been playing some video games. I've been playing some Apex Legends as per usual. I jumped into the Legacy launch and it was okay. It was fine. It was garbage, basically, the launch was. I spoke about this last week, I'm pretty sure. I don't know why I've got it included in the show notes again. But I've been playing some more of this, and I've been playing some arena mode. And I'm still on the fence about it. I was on the fence about it last week, but I'm still on the fence about it. I'm enjoying it sometimes. And then there's other times where you just get teammates that are completely out of chunderheads. And that happens to me more often, I would say, than not. I get about, maybe, I would say, like a 66% ratio of chunderheads. Heads to a 33% ratio of non Chunder heads. And it's just one of those things that is just frustrating. I just want to play and have a great time and do some cool things. But I'm finding like most of the time I'll down like two. And then my two teammates will go down to, like, one dude. And then I'm left in a really awkward 1v1. And it kind of ends up being that I just choke all the time. And I know that's on me. I shouldn't really be choking in that situation. But that tends to happen to me. Or I get into a 1v3 situation, get two of them, and then the third guy picks me off because I've got, like, 50 health after trying to survive. The first two people. It's just one of those things that's annoying. I do hope that maybe that during... This whole season of the matchmaking will progress and get better. We'll have to wait and see on that front. But right now, it ain't great. I'm going to stick to competitive mode because that's where the competent players are for some reason. Less stupid. Not completely the smartest people on this planet, but just less stupid than the people that are in quick play and arenas right now. Anywho, the other game that I've been playing is Judgment, and you know this, I've been playing this for like the past two weeks, I keep bringing it up all the time, and that's because it is fantastic. It is the best Yakuza video game that isn't a Yakuza video game. It is so good, you should check this game out. It's £35 I think on the UK Xbox store. I got it for 25 because I had some credit left about from my reward points, so I managed to get it at a slightly cheaper price but i absolutely adored this game and i would have gladly paid full price for this game because it is just fantastic so go check judgment out it's great i did get to the completion what i will say is that final case out of the side cases is ...is a nightmare, I had to put my difficulty on the easiest possible mode, which I think is called Simple, and even then, I had trouble doing it. It is an absolute nightmare, so do be wary of that. But let's get into some gaming news, because there is a metric ton of it, and I'm excited to talk about it all... As usual, we're going to kick things off with some more judgment related news because Sega has announced a brand new game in the form of Lost Judgment. It is going to be available in September, specifically worldwide so I'm very excited about that. The game will be following the main protagonist from the first game known as The Detective. Takayuki Yagami who is going to be thrown into a brand new murder investigation that starts off on the streets of Kamarocho, but then will eventually be moving over to Injinchō in Yokohama and I'm very excited indeed because that is the location of Yakuza Like a Dragon. In addition to this they also mention the Yokohama Liamong in this as well which is a big Component of like a dragon, so i'm very excited to hear them being mentioned in some form I also hope that this means that will be some crossover for some other characters from like a dragon please be the case, but anyway players will have to search for brand new clues, chase down criminals and deliver the delicious dish of justice known as Tack's fist. Investigations do make a return with the usual tailing and chasing as well as cross-examining subjects however Tack is going to be getting some new additional tricks this time around that include stealth moves, wiretapping as well as acrobatic skills, so you'll be able to do some parkouring in the Chisane. On the punchy side of life, Tak will be getting a brand new fighting style in the form of the snake style, and this is described as using the foe's moves against them. It's going to be added to the other fighting styles from the first game known as Crane and Tiger. They'll also be making a return. I'm personally very excited, but we all know... That everybody is just going to be using the brand new style to see how it is and if it's any good. I'm excited. I'm excited for a brand new fighting style. I did find myself using a ton of Tiger in the first game. I was mainly using that because I found it to be very strong. I could kind of separate the enemies a little bit and then also then just take them one-on-one. That was the easiest way in my opinion personally. But it's all down to what you prefer. Anyway in regards to story players will go undercover at a local high school and it looks to be we will get to experience the side missions in the game which were formerly called side cases but are now renamed in Lost Judgment to school stories. They will apparently be just as wacky and crazy as the prior games as well as they will be a metric ton of mini games that range from dancing to controlling battle robots. If you do want to pick up Lost Judgment it will be launching worldwide globally on on September 24th, 2021, on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and that is all of the platforms. I am so excited about this. I genuinely cannot wait, and I just want to play more Judgment in my life. I really enjoyed that first game. I put, I think, 50 hours in was my timer at the end of it. It was around three days, and I had a great time with it, and I cannot wait to go back and follow Tack and Kaito and everybody else on another journey, I am so excited. Another thing I'm really excited for and that is the Yakuza series and that it will continue to be a turn-based RPG for the foreseeable future. Something that I've seen not a lot of excitement about online but I personally think it fits the thematic version of Yakuza more, but we'll get into that more later on in the story. RGG Studio has seemingly confirmed that the Yakuza games will continue to be turn-based following Yakuza Like a Dragon. This comes from an interview with IGN where Yakuza's creator known as Toshihiro Nagoshi, as well as the producer known as Kazuki Hoshikawa confirmed the change would be permanent by saying the following. The Yakuza series has been transformed into a turn-based RPG. On the other hand, over the years, RGG Studio has accumulated resources and know-how of making flashy and exhilarating action games that are effortless to enjoy. We decided that we should let our signature action gameplay live on through Lost Judgment. I personally really welcome this because I kind of feel like the turn-based themes fits Yakuza better especially with Yakuza being more about family and being more about focused on a Yakuza family rather than just being a singular person. It's never really made a ton of sense of following a singular person especially with some of the more intriguing storylines being those games that are focused on multiple characters such as Yakuza 5. I like that one very muchly indeed as well as Yakuza Like a Dragon. It just makes a lot of sense to me rather than having a single overpowered protagonist that basically steers the ship of the story throughout without any help. But it also gives RGG Studio a way of doing crazy and wacky stuff. Like they nail characters. They've been able to do compelling characters in every single game to date. So I trust them on that front. But then they'll be able to do wacky stuff. Like Majima running down the side of a skyscraper for a special attack. That's Yakuza like a dragon. Just in case you were wondering. But yeah, they can do wacky stuff. I'm gonna see this kind of be like their persona of the Yakuza franchise. And then the beat em Style is going to then go into Judgment. So I think we're going to see two different series. I think you're going to see Yakuza be the turn-based stuff, and then you're going to have Judgment continuing on, but as the beat-em-up style that you know and love from the Yakuza series. It just makes more sense to me, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. I love both series as of now. I'm a big fan of both. I love the turn-based stuff in Yakuza Like a Dragon. I know it's not perfect, but But it's good, and I love turn-based. I like Persona, so I'm glad to see that type of thing get put with another studio that is really good at making characters. Strong, compelling characters with a turn-based gameplay tends to work out very well, in my opinion, and I'm very excited to see more companies doing it. It is strange, though, that two of my favourite franchises comes from Sega, especially because I was like a Sega kid growing up. I was big into Streets of Rage and things like that. So I find that kind of ironic that... Today, they're still like one of my favorite companies. Another one of my favorite companies is Ubisoft, and they're going to be rebranding their games from now on, known as Ubisoft Originals. Ubisoft will be taking this brand new brand and putting it on all of their internal studios' games. When Ubisoft announced Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland last week, a brand new name was attached towards the bottom that said... Ubisoft original well that's going to continue from now on a Ubisoft spokesperson told Eurogamer that moving forward the Ubisoft original mentioned is attached to all Ubisoft games created in-house by our talented development this brand-new change I think is kind of interesting because it kind of defines Ubisoft's own made games and they could take this in two different routes they could go down the publishing route where they just make any old games and they go to a studio and just go Yes, you can have a bunch of money and you can make this game and it can be a Ubisoft game to a degree, but not a Ubisoft original game that's made from them. Or they could do a somewhat collaborative effort like they've done with other companies in the past like Nintendo with Mario X Rabbids Kingdom Battle, where it's not necessarily a Ubisoft original game, but it is a game from Ubisoft, if that kind of makes sense. I'm personally very excited to see how this does progress in the future and what they do with it is going to be interesting to see where the chips fall on this one but either way i'm excited let's get excited ubisoft games yo whoop whoop. we're gonna bring it down a little bit because i'm a little bit too hyped right now and that is playstation is going to be expecting ps5 shortage to continue into 2022 ouch Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki has recently said that the shortage of PS5 consoles will likely continue due to the demand, even if they manage to boost their current output of supply. They said the following, I don't think demand is calming down this year, and even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PS5 next year, our supply wouldn't be able to catch up with demand. We have sold more than 100 million units of the PlayStation 4 and considering our market share and reputation I can't imagine demand dropping easily. That one stings. On a more positive note though, Sony has recently confirmed that they've sold 7.8 million PS5 consoles during its last fiscal year of March 31st and they did also say that they hope to sell up to at least 14.8 million units during the current fiscal year so i gotta preference this i actually currently own a ps5 i have the digital version because i didn't need the disc version i didn't want to spend that extra money if i'm honest and i don't think it's currently worth owning right now and rushing out to go buy one however i do think that will be changing shortly with the launch of ratchet and clank rift apart right now none of the games on ps5 are really truly exclusive every game that is on there is also on the PS4 apart from I think Demon's Souls is the big one and that one is just a remaster of an older game so I wouldn't say rush out and go pick up a PS5 right now but when Ratchet and Clank launches then it's gonna be interesting because that game is solely only on PS5 so I'm gonna be really interested to see how everything lands after launch I'm excited regardless because that game is gonna be cool it is gonna be cool to see more PS5s in more people's hands is because it's still a great console there's just not a ton to play on it right now in my opinion but either way you're prepared to be waiting in a lot of queues and hoping that you get one at some point during this year because it's going to be an absolute garbage storm ahead EA teases Battlefield 6 reveal coming this June. EA and DICE are seemingly going to be teasing a reveal for Battlefield 6 and it's going to be coming next month according to the game's official Twitter. In an extremely brief teaser, they tweeted words that rhyme with soon June. Boom. That's basically it. My guess would be that the game will be showing up at E3 2021 and I think it will be available on Xbox Game Pass day and date when the game launches. Not that I think it will launch during E3 but I think they will confirm there that it will be on Game Pass. Notably though the EA Play addition to Game Pass Ultimate is actually showing up on the app as claimed by the 2nd of the 6th 2021 which could mean that EA Play will be leaving the service after that date that is currently speculation though going off what i've seen off the xbox game pass app on my ipad i am going to take that with a grain of salt on that front but it is a possibility that they could remove ea play and then include a different service into game pass ultimate like ubisoft plus that has been rumored for a short while now either way There is something later on in the show that will possibly add more credence to this possible Battlefield 6 being revealed at the Xbox showcase. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, so this next news story is for the hilarity reasons of why it's here. The Epic versus Apple case is going on right now. The lawsuit is going on and for some reason they're fighting over a naked banana. Yes, that is correct. So Epic vs. Apple has just ended its second week. And with it comes my personal favorite leak from the entire proceedings. And that is the naked banana discussion. Apple decided that it was going to cross-examine a screenshot of the in-game lobby of Fortnite. And it included Agent Peely sat there in Hall, his beautiful bananery goodness. Which if you don't know who Agent Peely is, it's basically a banana in a tuxedo. There was a giant hilarious breakdown of this discussion on The Verge, so I suggest you go over and support them there, but I'm also going to be reading through it right now. The Apple attorney kicked things off with, We have in front of us a new set of image, and what is this screen showing? Then Weisinger chirped in with, This is your matchmaking lobby, attorney. And we have a large yellow banana here, don't we? In a tuxedo, question mark. Weisinger, yes, that is Peely. Attorney, and that's Peely, did you say? Weisinger, yeah. Attorney, and in fact, in the tuxedo, he's known as Agent Peely, correct? Weisinger, that's correct. This is where it gets me. Attorney, we thought it better to go with the suit than the naked banana, since we are in federal court this morning. Okay, that naked banana line is hilarious. It is a great joke, in my opinion. But the funny thing is, is the Apple's attorney seemed to be being serious this entire time. Because last week, they claimed that Epic hosted explicit content by allowing users to install itch.io on their platform, which includes indie games, but it also includes some so-called adult video games, which they said their descriptions were not appropriate for us to speak in a federal court. So... I'm personally going to avoid that bit, but it's clear as day that they're being serious on this, and I find it both ironic and hilarious. It's a banana, and they're talking about a naked banana. I know I'm being a child, but it's not done there because the Epic's attorney decided to revisit the Peely discussion by questioning Weisinger, and that conversation goes as followed. Epic attorneys. A little bit of a digression. We talked about Peely, our banana. Remember that? Weisinger. I do. The attorney. And there might have been an implication that to show Peely without a suit would have been inappropriate. Do you recall that? Weisinger, yes. Attorney, is there anything inappropriate about Peely without a suit? Weisinger, no, there is not. Attorney, if we could just put on the screen a picture of Peely, is there anything inappropriate about Peely without clothes? Weisinger, it's just a banana, ma'am. Look, this whole Epic versus Apple is one of the biggest lawsuits to happen in the world of gaming to date. And it's shining a light on some of the most shady tactics that some of these companies are using to date. But it's also having two companies argue over a naked banana. I don't know where to go from there. I wanted to include this story because I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. I'm now thinking that was a bad idea, but it's also going to stay in the podcast because I just think it's hilarious. It's just banana time. On to some EA news, because EA Play Live has been announced for July, so it's not going to be attending E3 this time around. It's going to be skipping over and instead going to be on July 22nd. No details on what games will be appearing at the show, but my guess would be a gameplay reveal of Battlefield 6 after showing off some form of reveal trailer at Xbox's E3 show. The usual EA Sports titles will most likely be making an appearance, you know the things of FIFA's and the Madden's those types of games I would also probably guess that something related to Apex Legends would show up maybe a tease for season 10 or a new event on that front or maybe they're bringing new maps specifically to arena I don't know I think two is not enough as well as obviously the reconstructed maps of the other maps that are for battle royale I think those are terrible but the actual maps that are made for arena are actually pretty good but anyway I digress that's a rant for another time but EA does have some other games that they also do tend to update their players on games that they will be Coming down the line that they've already announced. And I could possibly see that Skate 4, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel turn up. A new Mass Effect in some form as well as Dragon Age 4 could also show up. But I do think those games are all unlikely. I don't think they're a guarantee. So I would take that with a pinch of salt. I do however believe with the previous story of Battlefield 6 being revealed in June. As well as EA Play Live going to be in July. That I think that we're going to have some form of Battlefield goodness showing up at the Xbox E3 presser. And I think it's also going to be something related to game pass it only makes sense after all the leaks of it possibly coming to game pass and them saying yes it's going to be announced in june and then they're having this ea play live coming in july it just makes a ton of sense to show up at xbox have it on game pass day and date and then xbox has got a big bad game for you to play when it launches sometime this holiday i guess And on to our last news story of the day, Gears 5 Studio, The Coalition will be moving over to develop games on the Unreal Engine 5. In an open letter to the Gears community, The Coalition has confirmed that they will be moving over to Unreal Engine 5 for its future projects. They wrote the following... As we look to future games, we're excited to start shifting our resources to next-gen development using Unreal Engine 5. Gears of War has always been at the front of Unreal Engine development as a breakout 720p title for Xbox 360 through last year's 120 frames per second multiplayer update for Xbox Series X and S. And we're excited to continue that tradition by developing on UE5 for multiple new projects in the coming years. I am so excited about this, but this does come with a little bit of a sour note because with Gears 5... We'll only continue to be getting new content with operations 7 and 8. These two new operations will include new characters, new maps, as well as new special events. They also did tease that some store updates will be coming and will have exciting new content. Additionally, in regards to the future, the Coalition does warn that shifting to a new engine is a big undertaking and it could be a while before we see anything new from the studio by saying, we want to be clear that we will not be announcing any new projects or titles for some time. So yeah, it's kind of frustrating. They did confirm that they are going to be working on some projects going forward, such as a new Gears of War game, as well as a brand new IP. And in regards to that IP, some people over Reddit were doing the speculating and they were going, yes, it's going to be a Star Wars game. It's going to be good. It's going to be Mandalorian. Well, the studio did confirm that the new IP they are working on is not going to be a Star Wars related game. So, sad face, but it's also nice to see the Coalition go out and be able to make something. I do hope that it's not something this third party and it's a brand new shiny franchise for the series they genuinely deserve it because they basically made some of the best games for the xbox one with both gears 5 gears 4 they basically held up that launch i know we had halo 5 as well as we had the halo master chief collection but both of those were terrible at launch halo 5 is still a bit meh in my opinion but I digress. I cannot wait to see what they do in the future, but it's definitely going to be a while away for that one. And that is everything for this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend. I'm recording a little bit earlier than usual this time because I had all the show notes ready by Wednesday, so I thought why not just jump in, record an episode, get it done. I'll post it later on in the week. It gives me plenty of time to edit and get everything going there. But as always, thank you for listening to another episode of this ramblings of this madman i will catch you shortly in the next one but until then ghostly out